Hello, party people. This is the Just Ideas podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy, and these are Just Ideas. In this episode, we'll let Andy Urich read your fortune. One day, McIntyre Jr. is hanging out at the house, and he runs downstairs, and he says, Dad, Dad, I just read my horoscope. Something amazing is going to happen to me, and I think it already has. I was going through the drive-thru at McDonald's, and I asked for a quarter pounder with cheese, and they gave me two of them. What do you think? Do you believe in this stuff? Well, I'm not sure I believe in horoscopes. Well, I don't believe in horoscopes, <laughs> but I believe in predicting the future. Have I ever told you that I used to read people's fortunes? You read fortunes like a cookie? No, no, no. I ask the people up to 10 questions, and then I tell them what their fortune is. Oh, my gosh. That's heavy. 10 questions. You got it. I, I go up to 10 questions. Oh, up to 10. So you can up, get it up in to four 10 or questions. Five. If, if uh, you know, if it depends how complicated they are. Okay. Sometimes I go up to 10. And the way this game works is I am, uh, I'm trying to figure out four things about people. Okay. What are they? Right? So I'm trying to figure out. How ambitious are you? Mm-hmm. Because you know p- people have an ambitious level from ten to to to, to one. Sure. So if you're trying to figure out what's going to happen in their life, you need to know how hard are they going to try. Gotcha. Like if you're trying ten or you're trying one, that's going to help me know what's going to happen. Then the second thing, of course, which follows obviously behind, is what are you capable of doing? Because oh. <laughs> you could be awfully ambitious, and if you're a moron, not much is going to happen. No. Right. So the the next uh, thing that I try to figure out is, is how do you handle your dysfunction? Because mm. everybody's dealt kind of like a negative, a negative thing to deal with. Sure. And are you, you know, is it going to derail you or or are you going to handle it um, somehow? And then the fourth one is, how do you handle existential angst? Um. And that's just the... Um, you know, p- potential misery of just being alive. <laughs> how much do you think about it? How much do you worry about it? Yeah. And then the kind of thing I can figure out ballpark is um, how successful is your career going to be? How happy are you going to be? Are you going to have a successful marriage? And then you, I start thinking about it, the person and their answers very, very hard. And you start getting this feeling like I have a feeling that we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here in, in, in a second. But when, but, but I think it's obviously you can figure out how ambitious you are. You yeah. ask them a couple questions like, um, you know, what, what is your best accomplishment and what do you, what do you hope to achieve? Sure. And then you can do kind of like, you know, grade point and get a feeling for how, how smart they are. Yeah. If they're living up to their, their talk, you know, can they walk the walk? You right. Know, yeah. Right. And then, um, and then you, for the dysfunction one, Right. You look at, you know, how much do you drink? Do you take drugs? <laughs> yeah. Right? What do you do? And, and one of the things you're looking for is obliviousness. Okay. Because that's why we don't have any cow eyed optimists listening to our podcast. Because <laughs> most of the people who listen to our podcast suffer between some and a lot. Yeah. Some of the people listening are sizzling on a frying pan every day of their life. It's just truly being sad. alive is like dancing on a frying or lying on a frying pan, right? It's, it's terrible. Just, it's killing me. <laughs> right. So none of these cow-eyed happy people are, are listening to us. So, but you know, if if you're doing somebody's fortune and they're cow-eyed and happy, what you realize is they're never going to doubt, they're never going to wonder, and they're never going to self-reflect. 
Okay, they're gotcha. always going to assume they're right. They're always going to assume the world should be there, be, be the way it is. Mm-hmm. They're always going to assume that people who are complaining are wrong. <laughs> that nobody's gotten the short end of the stick. Yeah. That everything's equal. Everybody had a fair chance. Right. They're not going to think about anything. And then sadly. They're going to be happy, which is why we're living in hell, and we've—that's one of our big <laughs> I was themes. Say, we've this addressed. Sounds familiar. <laughs> we've addressed many, many times, yes. right? So you can figure out. Um, so, so whatever their problem is, won't bother them that much because they won't think it's a problem. Gotcha. They're just not self-aware. We talked about that in like episode twenty-one or something like that, where it's just if you're not aware that you know you got some things about you, then you'll never work on them. You never solve them. Yeah, and Dan and Daniel are pointing out that I say the same thing over and over in every podcast. Uh, so now this will t- trip them up. How about this? Now I'm going to say something I haven't said yet that I'm going to say later. Okay, let's hear it. Right? It's, it's people who are tortured actually end up with some creativity and some benefit to life. So if you are out there sizzling, hang on because <laughs> your, your life is actually worth living. Okay. Right. And you don't want to live a life where you're not sizzling. Like you were dealt a big dysfunction and, you know, you're looking at it, you're staring at it. You, you may even think it's bigger than it is. Yeah. Because if, because you get, you get thrown off, um, you get thrown off of your game because you're, you're worried about what is the truth and why are we here and what am I supposed to do? Sure. And it makes, and it, and it makes life harder. Of course, naturally. And then existential angst kind of comes over into that into that same thing. Yeah. So you ask people questions about religion, mm-hmm. and if their religion is nicely packed up, they're not going to have much in the way of existential angst, are they? What do you mean by nicely packed up? Well, if you have a religious belief that makes you feel good, right, and um, then... Well, you don't, you don't have a lot of existential angst because you think you know the answer. So yeah. I had this one friend who had uh, two doctorate degrees, and I was asking him some religion questions. I said, do you believe that all religions have the same possibility of being true? Mm. And he's like, sure. I said, but you're, you're a Christian? He goes, yeah. I said, now, do you believe that um, you know, G- Jesus resurrected? And he goes, Yes. And I said, well, other religions don't believe that, so how could, they, uh, how could they all be right? And here's what he said to me. I'm pretty comfortable with my religious beliefs, and I don't like to discuss it. Yeah, see, and I think that you're onto something there, and you're smiling big at me, and I think therein lies the rub, is maybe, no matter whatever religion that you identify with, if you can th- wrestle with it in your head enough, you can still believe something while simultaneously thinking more on it and maybe questioning certain parts and doubt is a natural part of it. So long as you're working through it, you can remain religious. But I think to expound upon your point, if your religion is tightly packed up and you say, I'm comfortable, leave me alone, then maybe you're not really as invested in it as you think, because all you're looking for is a remedy to your existential angst. Do you think there's a difference there? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, do you think about it? And of course, almost everybody thinks they think about it. Sure, yeah. But yes. this guy this guy thinks he thinks about it. He thinks it's all thought through and it makes a lot of sense. But all he had to do was ask him three questions like I don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm out. Because that's right? basically what he said. I don't want to think about it. Right? Fair enough. I got it all lined up. And one of the things that's tricky about religion is you got all your dominoes lined up. You can't really let anybody knock down one domino or the whole thing starts going. So thinking about things is not 
on the top of everybody's brain here. So what I'm trying to figure out is how much do you think about things? And of course, the more you think about things, the more I know you're going to sizzle and I got to put that into your fortune. Okay. Right? Because there's only so happy you're going to be if you're going to be, you know, always wondering and always searching for the truth and always, you know, it's like, you know, if, if we just had that in, in, in the news, the African-American jogger, you know, what, yes. well, now how much you want to think about that. The more you think about it, the sadder you're going to be. Of course. And the more you think about it, the more you're going to realize there's very big problems wrapped around that. Yeah. And if you just simply dismiss it as, well, mistakes happen, right? You're going to be very happy, but, but you're not a thinker. So this is what I figure out about the person. And then that plays out. Gotcha. Right, it plays out like you're, you know you're going to be a tortured person. It's, you know you're going to have to learn how to manage your torture, or it's and maybe we could do a podcast on how to manage your torture because <laughs> since like I'm that. tortured too, I've got some ideas on how to do that. So let me tell you uh, where, and it, this links back to other 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 podcasts. But I don't think I told this story yet. But once, I, and if if I did, I apologize. Um, when my child was about four, my oldest boy uh, was four went to the mall and it was Christmas time and they had that little, they have a little indoor playground where you can keep your kids amused while you're trying to shop. And there was a little, like a three step slide. You go up three steps and you slide down this little thing. And my son is, uh, he's got a lot of things going on. One of them is he's phenomenally impulsive and he's leaning on the kid in front of him. Who's much bigger than him. I'm going to say seven. And he's just leaning on him, trying to go as fast as he can. And the kid is, you know, getting a little irritated. Sure. So uh, after they slide down the slide, this seven-year-old keeps uh, following my son around and leaning on him. And he leans him into this. He leans him into that. He's trying to show him, you leaned on me, I'm going to lean on you. Yeah. But another thing my son has is obliviousness. <laughs> so he's, well, he's four. Give him a break, right? Yeah, he's not. This guy's leaning on him pretty good. So I'm old-fashioned dad. I believe my son should solve his own problem. Sure. So I'm not intervening. But after about the 11th time, I'm like, well, he's just not noticing. I got to do something. So I came up, little kid, and I said, hey, uh, little man, I know he leaned on you. And I can see you're leaning on him to, to pay him back, and that's fine. But you've done it a lot of times. How about I'll make sure he doesn't lean on you anymore, and you stop leaning on him. So he goes over and talks to someone, I'm going to assume he's a dad, because sure. it's some sort of male who's dad-aged. He comes back up to me, and he says, if your son leans on me again, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> okay? So this is where the story that I'm going to use as your future comes out. Okay. We've definitely talked about this before, but you get a tape in your head, and that tape is, are you ambitious? You know, how smart are you? How hard do you work? How do you deal with the dysfunction you've been dealt? Do you do, you, do, you do alcohol? Do you do drugs? Do you watch TV? Do you check out? Do you face it? Do you fight it? Do you wrestle with it? Are you tortured? Right? It all comes from the way that you're raised. Right. So I can read the fortune of that seven-year-old. Jail! Right? That's where that kid's headed, right? <laughs> you're sending right? a seven-year-old to jail. Yeah, well, you know, you know there's research with 60-some percent accuracy. They can tell you whether a six-year-old is going to be convicted of a felony. Wow. So 60%? 60-some percent accuracy, they test a six-year-old and can predict with 60-some percent accuracy whether he's going to be convicted of a felony. That's wild. Because there is a predestiny based on the way we are. So people say, do you believe in horoscopes? No. Well, how can you predict the future? Are you psychic? No. What I figure out is, what is the tape that runs in your head? 
And based on all the reading and talking and thinking I've done, how do I think that tape's going to play out? Sure. Right? And you got people, you're, you're, you're young Andy, yes. but you work with people and you already know, without major work, that dude's not going to mount to anything. You get a summer job working next to a 50-year-old, how the hell did a lazy college kid get the same job as a 50-year-old? Dude's got a problem with the tape running in his head. He's got an ambition of two. And he deals with his dysfunction by drinking every night. And he's going to be in that job the rest of his life. So, you know, for the people listening and for the people sizzling, the, the, and we've, we've had a podcast on this, but this is another application of playing out the tape. So I figured out what your tape is, and then I tell you what's going to happen to you. People are, you know, people, you don't get, you don't get divorced because as I'm, I'm getting divorced, right? Because there's something wrong with your spouse. You get divorced because it's in your nature to get divorced. Uh-huh. And if you can't get a lid on your nature, that's why the divorce rate for people who get married twice, right, is, is even higher. Sure. And, you know, it just keeps getting higher because you are the kind of person who, who gets divorced. So when you're divorced and, you know, dating me who's been divorced and I date other people divorced, you got to ask them, you know, whose fault was it you got divorced? And if they don't say mine, run, don't walk. Sure. Right? Because <laughs> I got to fix up the tape to pull the stunt off. Wow. Truly incredible. I think the next thing we should do is sell cookies. And I'll let you get back to it. We should sell cookies, branded Just Ideas, Orange Fortune Cookies, and they'll have something from you inside. There we go. I like what it. I was going to say is I just did my own fortune for you there at the end, right? <laughs> I was making fun of my own tape, which has caused me to run amok. But that that's it. We we, we almost have predestiny because we have a, a tape of looking at things and the way we do in our ambition. You understand the world. You see what's going to happen to people. And if you want better stuff to happen... You gotta, and so when I read the fortunes, the students, we would sit around drinking beer in New York and I would always give them the challenge. It was the thing I figured out that's going to trip them up. Yeah. And I would, it could always be positive. I said, if you can figure out how to fix this, then I give you a good fortune. If you don't, there's going to be some stumbling. Give us an example. In the, in the, well, one would be you're a very dissatisfied person. No matter what happens, you're dissatisfied. Mm. Right. Another one is you. You think you're absolutely right. You think you're absolutely right. So you're gonna you're gonna have to marry someone who has no opinion on anything, or you're gonna be arguing constantly. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Uh, here's the thing that was funny when I when I would say to a kid, "Yeah, you're just gonna be happy," they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and then they're like, "You think I'm an idiot?" And I'm like, "Well, of course I did think you were an idiot, but I'm not gonna tell you I think you're an idiot." But yeah, you think about nothing. Nothing bothers you. You're never gonna wonder. You're gonna be happy as hell. That's what we talk about: secret and to happiness. Get, but the funny thing is, they got mad. They didn't want that fortune. Well, it's funny. And the they, people be like, and the dissatisfied person follow me around New York. I want another fortune. <laughs> My fortune's no good. Like that's your fortune. That you're not satisfied with your fortune. Do you not get that you're living out your fortune? You're painting tragedies for people. It well, sounds like. life's rough. Well, you're hey. young. You may not know yet. <laughs> Eventually, they get you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, if you want a fortune, you'll have to come and hit us up, and we'll give you yours. All right. But for this one, it's just ideas. My name's Andy. And that was Andy.